Okay, welcome to uh, Potpourri, our little, you know, halfway between each episode we try and do with some fast pearls on things we've already talked about on the podcast. A high-yield hodgepodge, if you will. Fair. Uh, Today we're going to cover asthma and CF, which if you have listened over the last few months, you know that we talked uh, to Dr. Heather Mustin about. So we're going to give you just a reminder on some of those things to help your brain learn it better. Yeah, absolutely. So CF. Remember, uh, failure to thrive is most common, and steatorrhea and GI symptoms are more common in the neonatal period than than the respiratory symptoms that we always think about. Do you know how to diagnose it? Yeah, you use a sweat chloride test. And the number that needs to be greater than is? 60 or greater. That's true. Uh, Remember that it's an autosomal recessive pattern of inheritance, and when you get a question... On the test about it, draw out your little Punnett square, and remember that the the odds of having a healthy sibling are two-thirds, not a half. And draw out the picture, and you'll remember why. We talked about it on the podcast, too. Perfect. What else? What else do you think we should know about CF? Well, I will say that. So CF, it can affect almost any of the organ systems, so don't be surprised if you have a GI problem in infancy that turns out to be a case of CF. So... Got to think about it. Uh, pancreatic, they don't have good pancreatic uh, enzymes, so they get pancreatic insufficiency. And that's where you get your steatorrhea from as yep. well. You get meconium peritonitis in infancy. You can have meconium ileus, although, like we talked about, isn't super common, but is often tested. And then again, we go to the pulmonary manifestations of CF. They get pseudomonas infections. Mm-hmm. They can get the Burkholderite. Oh my gosh. Burkholderia? Yes, I can never say it. Which I did actually learn from uh, Heather when we talked about it. I did not know that one. They get some weird infections, that's, that's for true. sure. Uh, the treatment of an acute exacerbation of CF is an aminoglycoside um, and then usually a penicillin to cover everything. Indeed. Then let's talk asthma. And we are going to, if you look back at our Twitter, we should have an asthma chart that we put up when we talked to Heather about asthma. Okay, so remember that asthma has uh, multiple ways of being classified, which I always find to be the hardest part, so that's why we're going to talk about it. Uh, intermittent asthma means you only need a albuterol, a short-acting bronchodilator, and you have symptoms less than two days a week, zero nighttime awakenings, and it does not interfere with your normal life. If anything is different from that, you become persistent, and then persistent is classified in mild, moderate, and severe Mild persistent asthma means that you have at least two days a week, but not daily. You can have some night awakenings, like one or two times a month, and then maybe some minor limitation in your physical activity. Those people do well with an inhaled glucocortis, uh, an inhaled steroid, basically. Moderate persistent asthma means you have symptoms every single day, and you have a lot of night awakenings, like three to four a month, and it does have some limitation on your life. These people need an inhaled steroid and then often a long-acting beta agonist on top of their rescue inhaler. And then severe persistent. These are symptoms throughout the day, every day. They awake, they awake at night more than once a week. They have an extremely limited lifestyle because of their asthma. These people need high-dose inhaled steroids. They need long-acting bronchodilators, asthma, Montelukast, um, they, they're like the worst. So either intermittent or persistent, and then uh, that kind of determines your treatment strategy. 
All right. That's a little potpourri for you this month. And we will see you on the next episode, uh, episode nine.